What's he like in person? And it was fucking amazing. He's amazing. He's so buttery. Tall and buttery. So tall and buttery. Like, I love how he's the only rapper that's tall. All Mm. rappers are 5'7 and under. Can fit in the palm of your hand. Can fit in the palm of their hand. They weigh like 40 pounds and they eat straight up like Hardee's and mac and cheese. He's like tall and amazing. And vegan. Is he vegan? I don't think he is. He probably eats healthy anyway. He probably does. He's so aware. It's amazing. Um... And it was just like a great meditation, a great speakers, like basically motivating people of the world to like do more, to volunteer mm. more, to give more, to just be more. So they talked a lot about, which was interesting, um, how people are always on the path or seeking to be their best selves. But then how do we apply that best self to give back to others? And I thought that was so true. It's like every day I'm like, girl, be your best self. You drink a green juice and you know yeah it stops shave there. your legs and then yeah and it's like how about you actually take that and apply it to what's gonna not only impact you but others mm. loved that how good that's amazing <laughs> I love that I on the other hand what'd you do well you invited me to that and I was I don't know Being this week bitch. this week like killed me for some reason but it was fine it was mm. great like all the good things but like my energy was like a little low so I just I stayed home and I like wrote a little bit. I did a little intention setting and um, vision board work. Cool. <laughs> I need to do that. I was alone in the house besides the dogs. And I also just am envisioning my new space. I'm ready to move. And um, I always know that at the end of something like, you know, when I was in school, at the end of a school year, at the end of a lease, at the end of the year, a season, I always get just a little antsy. Like mm. I want to move tomorrow, yeah. right? Yep. And it's not because of my current situation necessarily. It's more like I just am so hungry for my own space. I do not feel like where I live now is my own space. And I just want to create – I'm, like, excited to create, like, a little sanctuary where I can be creative and write and sing and walk around naked and and have a beautiful organized fridge and (laughs) – You know what I mean? Just, like, the little things that I'm – I'm um, missing right now, and it's been a blessing this past year to save a little bit, but I'm ready. I'm ready because I think it's going to be so much better for me. So I was just kind of, like, sitting in my, like, anxiousness last night. (laughs) I'm, like, full-on nest mode. I'm, like, all about space right now. Right? Yep. Like, I used to be, like, in clothes mode. Like, all I wanted was, like, clothes all the time, and now all I want is, like, nest. I want to, like, make a beautiful space. Mm -hmm. I want to decorate my place. I want to paint it. I haven't done any of that, and I won't do any of that, but I want that. You will. I want more. We will. Maybe, like, once I move and, like, we start just doing that. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Slowly but surely Mm -hmm. helping each other paint. (laughs) Steve, what did you do last night? Oh, concert. Sweet. Boozed it up. What's your drink of choice? Um, Usually at a bar, just an IPA. Cool. Cool. They Sick. had really good beer. They had a bunch of like micro brews, which was cool. I what? love that. But it was like I got the tabs like 
I didn't drink this much. And then I was walking home. It's like, oh, and you yeah. walked home? Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I walked. You know, I, I like to walk. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love home, that. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I walked a, a while. It's always safe. My phone died, so oh, fuck. I couldn't call an Uber. Oh, that sucks. My I thought always. it was something really funny, and I was like, fuck yeah, LA hiking. And I was like walking home. From the LA hiking. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. And you didn't get to tweet it, huh? No. That's the worst. To my two followers that are robots. Yeah, damn. <laughs> to my followers that are bots. Um, okay, 100, not 100. Yeah. You go first. I go first. I'm going to go start with 100. This was hard to keep from you, but I'm very excited Shut up. to announce that LA's hottest trainer, Kasim, <laughs> is a huge fan of our podcast. Oh. Mm. I know. You guys, if I had another best friend beside Lindsay and besides Steve, he would be Kasim. And if he was a best friend that I paid to hang out with uh, two times a week and to for an hour with other strangers, it would be Kasim. He is an angel from heaven. He's one of the lights of my life. He's a light of my life. He's a number one trainer in LA. I'm like creating written, a magazine and I've putting written him on the front. three times to ClassPass and other. Um, you do? Yeah. Reviews, love that. Oh yeah, I want people to know. I they need to know. We like want to start a campaign for him. He's just you guys. You know when you work out and you're like, it's very hard to motivate and not annoy, and to inspire and not overstep your boundaries, mm-hmm. and to mix it up all the time. And Kasim like always has new workouts he pushes me like when I need to be pushed like he'll come up and like hit your treadmill up five he'll like give you extra weights like he's always like keeping people interested and motivated and it makes you feel like you could do it because he is doing that he's helping you know he's like he knows you can and he gives you that like look and that energy he's like like why are you why are you running at this when I know I've seen you run at that like let's do that today why are you waiting yep you know how I feel. So he comes up to me. So obviously I'm, I'm like, I'm going to make this uncomfortable. So I'm going to go up to him and I'm going to invite him on the podcast. He's so cute. He's like, I don't know. You know, I don't really like to be in the press. Like, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, he's not on social media. He's not on social media, so can't find him. It's annoying. Which is annoying and cool. But amazing. And so I'm like, okay. And so a few weeks later, I don't know where I, I finally came back to class. And he was like, hey. I was like, sup? He was like. I've been listening to the podcast. And I was like, which one? He's like, like all of them. He was uh-huh. like, y'all are funny. I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I know I'm not your target audience. I was like, uh, Why? I don't know. I was like, yes, yes, huh? Yes, huh? It's like the human race is our target audience. Damn it. And he's like, but y'all are funny. Your chemistry is like amazing. And I was like, fuck yeah, dude. This is goals. He came up to me and said the same thing, and I literally uh, fell off my truck. I told you. I called you right after. I know, but I didn't know he said that he listened to them all. He's like, I've been listening to y'all's podcast. It's really good. I was like, oh, my. I, like, literally was like, thank you. Did you blush? I, oh, I blushed. And I, like, I like dropped my chin. I was like, oh, my God, thank you. That means so much. As he was, like, walking by, I was like, that mm-hmm. means so much to me. I was like, what other po- – I, like, changed the subject. Because I'm like, what other podcasts do you like? Yeah, there's something – they're just something so – It's hard. I can't even describe Like some that. trainers, I'm like, don't touch me, don't talk to me, don't adjust me, just let me do my thing. And him, I'm like, sure, you can. He's p- president. Put on my he's positive. Uh-huh. He's music's on point. Music's on point. Sexy as fuck. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Who 
cool. The music is sexy as fuck. Well. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, no, I just, I love being in his presence. Me too. Kasim. So, everybody stay away. Kristen and I are going to go to Kasim's class. Yeah, everyone. No good at Burn 60. You're going to find us. No, you should. It's at Burn 60 Brentwood and mm-hmm. Santa Monica, or Brentwood and West Hollywood, and then Circuit Works in Circuit Santa, Works, Monica. Santa Monica. Mm-hmm. I wanted to start his own thing. I told him. I was like, Same. Tell I don't me. know why I do that to people. Like, people, I'm like, I create dreams for them. He's like, oh, just doing his thing every because day. Because some people don't see it for themselves, even yeah. though they have it in and them. And I'm like, you know what? You should start your own thing. And you should write be a on book. Biggest Loser. And you should write a book. And it's like, what if he just wants to, like, live his life? True. My new thing is, like, creating dreams for people. It's really weird. Like, Uber drivers, that's, like, my thing. They're like, oh, I write. I'm like, you, you should start your own writing academy and help everyone else with their writing skills, too. They're like, I really just want to drive in, right? I'm like, okay, sure. How do I go? I'm not sure if you know this, but one out of eight couples struggle with infertility. It's kind of staggering. Most people don't know and or aren't ready to talk about it. And the thing is, we really need good data and information about our bodies in order to have informed conversations with our doctors and make the best decisions for ourselves and for our future. Sometimes we can be so lost in the shame of it all that we forget to really take action and figure out our best options. And that's why Modern Fertility was created. I've been having fertility conversations with a lot of you in my DM. So I'm excited to talk about Modern Fertility. It's an easy and affordable way to test your fertility hormones at home. Major, major. With a simple finger prick, you mail it in with a prepaid label and you'll get personalized results within six business days, okay? And you'll get insight into your hormone levels, like your ovarian reserve, aka if you have more or fewer eggs than average for your age, and other important factors that can impact your fertility. Results really go deep into what every hormone means, and you can also download the results to review with your doctor for next steps. Just to give you a sense traditional hormone testing at a fertility clinic can cost over $600. But Modern Fertility tests the same general set of hormones at a fraction of the price. And if you go to modernfertility.com slash almost 30, you can get $30 off your test. Plus you can get reimbursed for the test through your FSA, HSA. If you want kids today or maybe one day in the future, clinically sound info about your body can help you make that decision that's right for you. So right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $30 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash almost 30. This is limited time. So take advantage now. That means your test will cost $149, which is really, really great. Hormone testing at a fertility clinic, again, can cost three times as much. Get $30 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash almost 30. That's modernfertility.com slash almost 30. Do you want me to, are you going to go 100? No, you go not 100. Not 100. It's pretty timely, and I have to say it. Wednesday was very hard after the election. I need to talk about Mm-hmm. The status of, and the state of the United States and how hard that was. Yeah. And how obvious it is now how divided that we are and how obvious it is now um, at the lack of responsibility that our media is taking in um the ideas that it's been perpetrating. So we are sitting here 
like believing that it's in the bag. We're sitting here believing that there was no um, possible way. And then it happened. And then it changed. And, you know, I will say, like, if you are a Trump supporter, like, welcome. Thank you for listening. And my goal is to hopefully get to know more people like you so I can understand from what perspective that you are coming from. Because I would like to believe that everyone that supports Trump is not racist, is not misogynist, is not um, does not promote xenophobia, does not um, believe these hateful things, the hateful rhetoric that he's been speaking. And I would love to understand, you know, I would love to understand Mm -hmm. because I'm having a hard time doing it. And even if you're not for Hillary, I voted for Hillary. Um, I think she was the best candidate for, for what I believed in. And I think against Trump, she had the biggest chance of making the, or continuing, I believe, upon what Barack started. Um, or uh, Obama had for the past eight years. Um, So I feel like it was just incredibly heartbreaking to see the people and the groups of people that had been attacked by someone we would nominate and then have as president, Um, having them feel so alone and having them feel so segregated from Mm. um, the entire nation. You know, they're being personally attacked by someone we are nominating to represent us in the world. How terrible. How terrible. And I don't, I don't, if you are supportive of his views or his policies, what does that mean? Does that mean that you're supportive of the fact that you don't want to be taxed at a higher rate because you believe that you're going to save money? And that's something of Republican rhetoric that you've chosen to stuck with. That's very interesting because I don't believe that the government is going to be what's going to save us in that way. And, um, but that could be a personal thing. So then to see also after Trump was elected, who he's appointing to office for the head of the EPA. I think that's the most disturbing. Like, the most. The most disturbing. People that are supported by the KKK, people that are backed by the KKK, it's like Myron Eppel is the most dangerous person to our environment that you could ever imagine. He's one of the only people that doesn't believe that global warming exists when 97% of scientists believe that global warming exists. It's, it's a non-question mm-hmm. at this point. He wants to take us out of the Paris treaties. He is a director on the board of many fossil fuel organizations. He wants to open up the um, Alaska pipelines and start drilling. Which he, would be completely devastating. Completely devastating to the entire um, community in the area. It it ruins their water supply. It, it ruins all the wildlife in the area. Mm-hmm. It does more than just prevent us from getting oil at a cheaper price in our in the United States. Mm-hmm. It's just terrifying, but I guess I'll turn it around and say that I'm thankful that this shed light on where the dark spaces are in the United States. So thinking about where there are places that we need to continue to work and we need to continue to bring light bring light and to bring and to understand um and not always stick with that fear of survival and like always stick with the financial aspects for voting for someone you know it's so much we're so much more than that in our um in the past years of growth you know it's just what was i I, i'm i'm still like and this was part of my not hundred too it's Mm -hmm. like i don't understand 
And just you saying that with the media, how they kind of painted this picture of, oh, it's in the, in the bag for Hillary, mm-hmm. pretty much, mm-hmm. you know? So is that why people didn't go out and vote? That's what I'm wondering. They were just, like, frustrated. They were angry, and they're like, you know what? Fuck this. That's like, she's going to win anyway. It's fine. Like, I'm not even going to contribute to this bullshit, this yep. circus. Yep. And um, I think that's that's kind of what happened. I do, too. So, f- like, it's like a fuck you media. I do, too. You know what I mean? I like, do too. why— why did we miss that there were so many, I mean, fuck, like, Wisconsin and Pennsylvania and Florida? Like, mm-hmm. how was that missed, mm-hmm. you know? And, you know, it it's not forever. It's not going to be forever. I think this will stir up some sort of hopefully peaceful revolution mm-hmm. for, the, you know, the next election. And, but damn, I mean, I'm scared. I think I'm— I'm. I had someone at a, a dickhead at a bar tell me that I wasn't going to be affected if pro, uh, Trump was president, and that he said I voted for Trump. He's like, you probably voted for Trump. You're like a rich white girl. Uh huh. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he's gonna grab me by the pussy too. Mm-hmm. And I was, and he's like, he's like, you're white, and he was Indian, but he was from a wealthy area in NorCal or whatever. And I was like, okay. I was like, no, I actually didn't vote for Trump. Um, I voted for Hillary and as a woman to have a misogynistic prick in the white house, hundred <laughs> percent, it does, it does affect me. And for the women, <laughs> and for the women like that voted for Trump, like I am, I want to understand, like I would I love to, understand. and I don't mean to, I'm, and I'm coming off a little, there's a, like a little bit of violence in my, in my speak and I, I no, want to. No, there's not. But I want to understand that, and and that just speaks to the undertone in our culture that it's okay and that mm-hmm. men can do that and that we're never going to be at a place where they can't speak to us that way. He had so many people come out that he had been, that had assaulted, he had assaulted and that he had, it, and then with the grab him by the pussy, it's like, and we, and you guys still think that he thinks you're equal. And he's not going to take away your rights. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't. So, I guess, to bring it back around, it helps to see the dark. And it helps to really bring to the table a lot of conversations that we need to be having as a country. And for us to be more active than we have been. I kind of regret not using my platform to be more active about what I believe in and standing up against um, hate and hate rhetoric. And I think that that was what my takeaway from this is being more responsible with the platform that I've been given and speaking out for what I believe in. Mm-hmm. That's my hundred. Not That's my not hundred. And also, you know, as a woman, we are affected, but I'm also affected because people extremely close to me are yep. extremely affected. My yep. best friend is gay. Yep. Called me crying, shaking. Yep. Like, I was more in shock, so I wasn't like crying, shaking, but like to feel his fear. It is a very yep. real fear to think that. Everything that we've worked for for equal rights and gay rights is going to be overturned to think that policies are going to completely stop funding for AIDS research. What? Mm-hmm. And to think about our planet on the other end. We were taking a walk last night and just like admiring how fucking beautiful mm-hmm. everything is. It's like you think about that and you're like, this could yep. eventually be not here. Yep. You know, and if 
if we take action now, it could be reversed. Mm -hmm. And if we don't, which is like where it feels like it's going, it could be devastating. Mm -hmm. Devastating. So I feel you while I'm not as involved in politics and, and knowledgeable, I'm trying to be better because people around me are are so passionate and mm -hmm. inspires me to like know more and be hundred um, percent yeah more involved so that was a good one <laughs> step down have my soap box no girl that was good um 100 900 my hundred so my not hundred was uh you know just getting getting that call from my from my best friend from yep. maddie and not that it was it ruined my day it was like i my heart just like breaks you know, he's, he's like actually scared, mm -hmm. you know, um, living in New York city and, um, you know, just trying to create, like pursue his dream and create his ideal life and to have someone come into office and disregard everything that the gay community, LGBT trans community has worked for, uh, I can't even imagine, you know what I mean? So it just brought me back down to earth a little yep. bit. Like I, I, I stand with you and with everyone else who is feeling like alone and ignored and, you know, invisible. So I think the positive coming out of it is that people are like woke, like people are waking up up, you know, so 100%. I can only hope that that is going to start a movement, a, a peaceful, a peaceful movement. You know, I think like all this violent shit happening is, is just in the wake of the election. Yep. Holy on both sides. So I, I just hope it's peaceful. Mm -hmm. You know, I think what we can do is just be peace, be love, be light, like, and hopefully that will spread. Be the ripple that starts the wave. Oh, I love that. It's a good one. It's yeah. another quote from last night. Yeah. Um, so my hundred, I'm bringing back another Uber story. Yes. My last Uber story got a lot of positive feedback. So I wanted to bring another one. I love the Uber stories. Um, this Uber driver, his name was uh, Gaston. And so Beauty I, and the Beast. Yeah. Yeah. So I was... It's like... Um, I've used antlers in all of my decorating. <laughs> <laughs> something, something, gets done. Um, and, and so I was like, oh, Gaston. And in this picture, I was like, oh, that looks cute. And you know me. I'm like, I'm going to love him before I 100%. even meet him. So I got get in the car. He's like this little dude, but he's mm -hmm. so cute. He's so nice. And, um, he's kind of feeling me out to see how, like, open I am to talking in general mm -hmm. and I was mm -hmm. just like hey how was your night like how's mm -hmm. it going are you busy what time did you start my usual that's my mind safety how long have you been driving yeah that's mine and um so anyway we get into it and he's uh I don't know how we got into it but he's vegan Ooh, cool yeah and um we were just talking about like different vegan restaurants in the area and what I cook like I'm not vegan but I do eat vegan vegetarian most of the time I'd say mm-hmm most of the time. And um, he was talking about how being vegan has opened up his third eye. Hmm. And so he's connecting, yeah, more to 
nature to animals. So he is, he has, he's like, oh, I have four dogs. I was like, four dogs? Wow. Damn. So he adopted them all. He has a German Shepherd, a... um, Multi-poo? A German Shepherd, a Chihuahua, a a Husky, and one other one, maybe a Mutt. And they are like his his literal, like, friends. Mm -hmm. So he, like, has a has this like ecosystem in his home Hmm. like it's there's a hierarchy between the dogs but then he's like the pack leader and he like speaks he he speaks to animals Hmm. um without talking Mm -hmm. so um all of a sudden (laughs) in tongues so i was like so interested i'm like what the and he kept saying we, so I assume he has, like, a girlfriend or a wife or something. Yeah. I'm like, bless her heart. And um, She's a dog, too. <laughs> she's a fucking dog. <laughs> and He's like, she's a hot-ass poodle. He loves going out into the wilderness and, like, camping and all that stuff. And he's like, oh, yeah, I go up to somewhere near Yosemite, see bears, you see mountain lions, you see X, Y, Z. I was like, oh, my gosh. I was like, I love being out in nature and in the mm-hmm. wilderness, but I've never camped. And I've never um, been in the presence, wild presence of, mm-hmm. like, a bear or a mountain lion. Like, I've seen them at, like, Six Flags Safari. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, which is so bad. So fucked up. Yeah. Um, so I was like, were you scared? He's like, no. He's like, and he was just so like calm. He's like, no. He's like, he knew I was there. I wasn't there to hurt him. And he Mm. knew like, he's like, you have to be calm. Like, you just have to like take them in because they can smell your fear. Mm. And if they do get close, you just, you just lay down. You just play dead. And it's fine. He'll like sniff you and then walk away. I'm like, okay. And then (laughs) he goes into talking about how he... There's a raccoon that comes into his house every night, every like day or day or night, depending. They're nocturnal, but usually at night. Eats some of the dog's food, hangs out on the counter, chills, and he'll like say hi. To, he like you know speaks to him, and then he'll leave. Yeah, I was like a fucking raccoon. Shut up! In your coons house. are big. Coons are big. They are big, and they're never, never South. They're Steve very, knows South Park the coon. <laughs> Damn, just dropped a South Park reference. Fuck. So it's when I smoked weed in yeah. like college. <laughs> <laughs> but it was fascinating. He's also a musician, and he's classically trained in piano. He like he played with Yanni. My dad used to play Yanni Whoa, in the house. Yeah. So he's a musician, Steve. He's a musician. And I was like thinking about us, Steve. I was like, he should join our band. For sure. Steve and I are starting a band. Um, We need a dog in the band. We do need a dog in the band. Nobody does that. That's so true. And if he could speak to the dog. I know. The dog could just wear little like um, bells on its legs. Little percussions. Walk around. On his balls. Yeah. Yeah. Tiny ones. So it was just interesting. He was very like calm. I was just like feeding off of his good energy. And I don't know, just another Uber experience. It's just another like, good one. Like where you're good, you live this life, and you're like, "Whoa, I'm living my life," but then you, someone's living a life with a coon on their counter. Literally, you know what I mean? Just chilling. It's crazy. And but I it made it it made me more aware with the whole like reset that we did, mm. and I didn't I haven't been eating meat um, at all, and just tapping into like how that's making me feel think more clearly 
that's it was a game changer for me in that mm-hmm. way. I felt more connected to my intuition. same with dairy. I'm just like yeah, and with gluten, I'm just like a little bit clearer in my thoughts. Mm-hmm. Totally, good one, girl. Thanks. Love Uber stories, guys. This question of the week is insane. It's <laughs> it's so good. I've never heard anything like it, and it's I've the heard best. a lot of stories it's the best ever. Regarding what we're going to talk about, but this one. There's a murder. There's a murder mystery going on. This is amazing. And it's Alyssa. She's rad. So we're so excited. Let's just get into it. Let's call her up. Hello. Hey, girl. Hi. Hi. Good morning. <laughs> How are you guys doing? So good. Good morning. So good. We, uh, we got you on the headphones, so you're... We're so excited to talk to you. Yeah. I'm pumped. This is like I'm the, super pumped to be on. The best question and situation, not the best situation. <laughs> it's actually not the best situation. But it's it's a great <laughs> No, yeah, it's it's great for us to talk about and for us to get to know you and for us to probably shed very little light on what to do, but <laughs> we'll try. <laughs> but it's so interesting. I think it might happen more often than not. Uh-huh. I'm just trying to create a little suspense before you tell Ooh. the story. Wait, can you introduce yourself? Tell us where you're from. Um, how old you are, if you're comfortable. Yeah. Maybe. I'm comfortable for the next month, and then I'll be uncomfortable cool. once I turn 30. And then you're 20 again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like 29 forever, whatever. <laughs> um, my name is Alyssa. I live in L.A. Yeah. Santa Monica. It's Santa Monica. That's where we mm-hmm. are. Yo, we got to get together. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, please. <laughs> I love that. Let's go to Flower Child. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just went there for the first time last week. It was so good. Right? right? So good. Yeah, I've never like been there. A girl's Crazy. dream. It is. It's like yeah, the best. It's like frame pictures on the wall and yep. quinoa and quinoa and every buzzword and like forty dollars for a salad. It's so delicious. <laughs> like yeah, I'm well, gonna go here every day. But <laughs> so Alyssa from Santa Monica, and you are how old? Almost thirty. Almost thirty. Almost thirty. Love same. <laughs> yeah, same. so appropriate. <laughs> what What's your sign? Um, Capricorn. Cool. Cool. Now we got the basics. Yeah. <laughs> let's <laughs> let's go into it, girl. We're all friggin' ears. What is going on? Okay. So I I'm not like big on the whole online dating thing. And then my sister, of course, like got me into it. She's like, you need to at least get on one thing. And mm-hmm. I was like, all right, fine. She's like, get on Bumble. You know, whatever. I've heard good things. So we make a profile. I'm super reluctant about it. But yeah, it's like everything ended with different guys, not great, but I can't say that I have too many complaints about doing it. Mm-hmm. However, this guy that I wrote in about, um, we had been dating for about a month. It wasn't a crazy long time, but things were going quickly. Like the pace was moving quite rapid. So I was thinking relationship would be coming soon, like make it official, blah, 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 whatever. Mm -hmm. So about right at the one month mark, then we'd had discussions about like monogamy and like what that means to us, blah, blah, blah. And we were both on the same page. So I didn't really think much of it. We just seemed like we were on the page, same page the whole time. So we're about to do the deed, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is like we the know. mortifying part. <laughs> no, Go on your first all. run together. I know. <laughs> yeah, first run. <laughs> so um, whatever, things are getting a little heavy, mm-hmm. and I'm starting to realize this is maybe become an issue. Like, 
Lobus require Viagra for this to happen. <gasps> I'm not quite sure what's happening. Uh, what's going on down there? Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. So right at the moment that I was starting to think I should probably say something because he's not saying anything and it's like, hi, can't have sex with that, you know? Mm-hmm. So he's like, um, I have to, he kind of pulled me up. He's like, okay, I need to talk to you. I need to tell you something. I'm literally on the edge of my seat. Right. I'm like, is this something I need to put my clothes on for? Is this conversation like call for clothes? Because he had like pulled his whatever briefs on. Sorry, this is so explicit. No, I love this. (laughs) So I'm like, all right. What do you want to talk about? He's like, no, no, no. <laughs> what do you want to talk it, about? Blah, blah. Yeah. Like, what What the fuck is up so that we can get back to what we were trying to do prior? Um, and he's like, you know, eight months ago, I had a fiance. Something really terrible happened. She was in an accident and she died. And I'm like, this is definitely a conversation that requires clothes, first Whoa. of all. One hundred percent. Right? Like, yes. Would have really appreciated. Just even a t-shirt. I don't give a shit at that point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'm not going to have a naked conversation with you. About your but fiance. About fiance. Right? So, not, I know it's not funny, but I mean, I mean on it, it's kind of like, life. really? Anyway. So she, she, so, so she died is in the car. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Died in a car accident. She like fell asleep behind the wheel. Super tragic. I know. So I'm trying to be as emotionally supportive Mm -hmm. and, you know, tread lightly. I didn't want to ask too many questions. Mm -hmm. Just essentially, are you okay? But Mm -hmm. I knew before I was going to leave to go home, I kind of needed to know where he was at. Mm -hmm. Although I probably could have answered that question myself about, you know, his ability to date anyone at this point Mm because right eight months that's nothing Mm -hmm. it probably seems like yesterday for him so yeah so I asked him I was like you know do you really think you're ready for a relationship right now and he was like I thought I was Mm -hmm. no I didn't think I would meet you I haven't dated or been intimate with anyone since and I just didn't you know think that this would go somewhere I thought Mm -hmm. being on Bumble was just something to satisfy my friends trying to push me into getting back out there and that whole spiel Mm -hmm. so I was like okay but it's only been eight months it's pretty fresh Mm -hmm. what do you honestly think about the future of us specifically because it's really why I'm asking right he's like you know you're probably right and I blah blah probably not a good time obviously my body says I'm not ready and even though I told myself I was so I'm like okay I respect that I'm gonna part ways now and if you ever need someone to talk to I'm here blah blah keep in touch Mm -hmm. so I go home and then of course call my sister because we're sisters connected Mm -hmm. at the hip yeah (laughs) I tell her everything she's literally dying so not that there was any reason to not believe him, but we are who we are. So of course we start sleuthing around and my sister can find anything, like literally anything. Like if there's an event that happened, even if it's like someone who's not a public figure, whatever, she'll find it. <laughs> so we're, we spend the whole next day like 
snooping around. I mean, he's nowhere on the internet, basically nowhere, which is weird also, but he explained it to me before as, you know, I don't, I think social media is vain and blah, blah, blah. So I don't choose to be on it. But once he told me about his fiance, I'm like, yeah, right. You got off it because of that. That makes more sense to which he admitted later on. He was like, yeah, that was the real reason. Hmm. So, um, yeah, we spent like a day or two of like intermittent sleuthing and we can't find anything, even looking up her name, like nothing. And Tony, you went on like obituary.com. So short. <laughs> yes, I went on a picture. Yep, called it. Yep. <laughs> Not sure where you find short people, from but. like actually going through the obituary news articles and you know for the city or whatever that she had mm-hmm. the accident in. Mm-hmm. I mean, we checked everything, and there's missing chunks from like his family's social media. There's only like two of them that are actually on any kind of social media, and there's. Like, those missing chunks of a few months, right, which would have been like right around the time that she passed away. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was weird, but like I knew she had siblings as well because we've caught up after the fact, like maybe a week and a half later. And so I got to do, you know, I got more information and I got to do more looking into things. And I had still, we have no answers. We have nothing that's like saying, concrete. yeah, this yeah. happened. Yeah, nothing concrete. Nothing saying she died. Or that it well, actually happened. Or no, nothing exactly. Or that it happened. And it's like one of those stories where you just got engaged. They'd been engaged for eight weeks before this happened. So he told you that. Time. Yeah, I, when we met up after the fact, I was like, if "Oh, you so you share and talk more about it." Okay, mm-hmm. so you met up with him like a week after. Yeah, we like met for coffee or whatever. And, and did like, you, you want to share? Mm-hmm. Did you feel like when you met up with him a week after? He, like, just, like, his vibe was authentic and just as if it's he— It's weird because it did feel like it. Mm. I had no reason not to believe them. And to be honest, when he first said I was engaged eight months ago, I was like, of course you were. You are such a good guy. Like, mm. I had no doubt in my mind right. that, you know, he would—he was telling the truth. But it's so suspicious. And it's like, would a guy really go to those kinds of lengths— to cover up for something else unknown. He murdered her. <laughs> <laughs> She's in the river, dude. I, my sister was like one of the first things she said. I'm like, you're crazy. No. Like, does Danielle, does your sister, does your sister Danielle watch like Criminal Minds a lot? Or something like no, I feel like she's really she good at this. Watch a lot of crime. Stuff, yeah, fuck right? yeah, me too. I know it's so <laughs> interesting. Tell you, like Netflix, this it's super interesting. Like you know, crazy deaths and whatever. So, so your fear is, do you can? So your question is, do you continue to talk to him? And your fear is maybe he's lying about his fiance dying. Maybe. Yeah. And like, is this whole concept of online dating even worth it? I mean, yeah. Yeah, the bigger it's not like question. I haven't met quality guys, but yeah, I guess the bigger question is well, I where, think, like, what to do. I think the fact that you have met quality guys is um, not the norm, and that's g- good. Mm-hmm. You know, I've met a couple quality guys. I'm not dating them still, obviously, but um, th- it was a really good experience, you know, and to entertain this new form of meeting people, of dating— 
is kind of fun and weird, especially as a girl. I always say I'm like we kind of have it a little bit easier on the dating realm, right? We can just go and meet mm-hmm. someone, and if it doesn't work out, you know, it's nice to meet someone new and have dinner or a drink or whatever, and that's it. Mm-hmm. So, but um, I, I don't think it should discourage you, but this is a freaking weird one. I think with this situation, like, the I want to talk about the um, when you guys are hooking up, too, and him mm-hmm. not being able to get hard. Yeah. The, yeah. I think that that—I yeah. I sometimes think about that with girls, and I think that we equate it immediately with something is wrong. He is not finding me attractive, X, Y, Z, and I feel like we need to be a little—I'm not, I'm not even saying this to you. I'm saying this to just— like mm-hmm. women in general, like we need to be a little bit gentler about that situation. Oh. Like I, I mean, I've done it. Like you aren't whatever, you aren't into me. I'm going to cry. I'm going to make this weird when it's probably mm-hmm. not even related to that. You know, I do think it's like in this situation, it it was something that led you guys to have this conversation about his fiance. But I'm thinking with this, it's like you would need to be really, really, really honest with him and be like, I, not like you did sleuthing, not like I, um, me and my sister spent a whole day and I, <laughs> I had her on my team. We actually hired someone. He's outside your house right now. Take a look outside your window. Um, but like, you need to be like, I just need to know more and he needs to lay every single thing on the table and you need to lay every single thing on the table and you would need to be willing to commit to six, eight months, whatever, with this person of working him through a tragedy. And that is him not being able to get hard. And that is him maybe being distant with you sometimes. And that is him not being able to open up with you. And that is maybe a delayed engagement for you in the future. You know what I mean? That's It is a full commitment to help work someone through a tragedy mm. like this. And you would have to be willing mm-hmm. to commit to that. And he would have to be so completely honest. And you would have to believe that she actually did pass, you know? Right. And I feel like if we were at the point where we agreed we were going to give it a try regardless, mm-hmm then yeah, I should move forward with that game plan. But for the time being, what is it right I'm now? Like, it's just, I keep in touch with him. He keeps mm. in touch with me, like on a very friend level, Yeah, which is weird to go from like, I only know you because of Bumble. And then now we're going to be friends, <laughs> but he really is such a good guy. And it's like, I want to believe him. So every mm-hmm. time that we talk or hang out, it's like, what more information can I get? Mm-hmm. Not totally. that, but I mean, let's be honest. It's true. Totally. I think also, you know, we enter these, especially if you haven't been in a serious relationship in a while. Like, I haven't been in a serious relationship for mm-hmm. five years. I don't even know. Five years. Mm-hmm. But wow. um, but I've dated. <laughs> wow, crickets. so much. No, you go, I, wow. I, you <laughs> I mean, serious. Like, I've dated guys either. for like six months and it was, I didn't, I don't know. I didn't like almost treat it seriously. Mm-hmm. But I think we go into it. I have this, like, ideal of what it's going to feel like, what he's going to mm-hmm. be like. And especially when it comes to, like, the physical part of it, like you were saying, like, the, you know, mm-hmm. the sex nugget of the story. Mm-hmm. It's, <laughs> you know, we were talking about this yesterday. Mm-hmm. It's like I put so much pressure on that. And if it's not fucking awesome, mm-hmm. I'm like— no, this can't work because mm-hmm. it's probably like this all the time. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But maybe he's nervous. Yeah, totally. mm-hmm. Maybe he's like so like 
not in love, but you know what I mean? So into it that he's like, I don't want to fuck this up and I'm nervous. And I, but honestly, so I think we also need to like release some of the pressure and be a little bit forgiving of like the beginning of anything. The beginning of Mm -hmm. anything is so weird and uncomfortable. Like you might look back at this and you guys might be dating a year down the line and be like, oh my God, remember when I thought in your head, you wouldn't share this with him. Remember when I I thought that uh, he was lying about that shit. Yeah. But you know, I think it's a choice. Like if you want to give it a go, like you might get hurt. You Mm -hmm. might have to be vulnerable and, and you might be disappointed, but I don't think that should be a reason to not do it. You know, we can't really like live in fear of like not attaining what we want. It's just like going for it. You'll mm-hmm. probably learn something along the way. But I would I don't know if you're sabotaging the situation by like being crime investigator. I don't blame you. Mm-hmm. But you might need mm-hmm. to release that thought that he's lying and just or feel like no be a little bit not. open. Yeah, maybe convince yourself he's not lying. And That's interesting that you um, thought to to seek it out because I, I would have not that I would have never but there must be something what what made you kind of not believe him that's I think that's so fascinating and that's so telling I I think that the reaction the internal reaction that I had uh-huh. when he told me was so like I was just so shocked mm. I was like how is this even real and happening right now that I wanted some sort of validate I don't know I was seeking validation mm-hmm. that it was true for whatever reason, right. but it only further validated it when my sister was like, I already looked on the internet and I can't find anything. Hmm. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. That is fascinating. I mean, it's for some weird reason, it's a question, like kind of that lingering question mark, because I don't have any proof of it. I just need to take his word for mm. it. Just fine. I'm really not a not trusting person. Yeah. But when you're when vulnerable, it's like, this, yeah. <sighs> It's different. It is the reaction is weird, different. Though. Like it is interesting that you don't believe it. Like that is says something. Yeah, to that, me. is that like your instinct? Mark. Yeah, kicking in. Yeah, it's really not my normal instinct to not believe somebody. I'd prefer to believe them until 100%. I have reason not to. But it was so shocking and so wild, and and I was just questioning all these all the time that we've spent together. And questions that were so pointed when I think back on it that I would ask him about certain aspects of his life, which then were like supported by the fact that he, you know, had a fiance that died. I don't know. It was like he never said anything. Why would you Mm. wait that long to say something if you kind of knew it was going to become an issue? How long would you guys talk again? Were you talking? A month, right? Yeah, we were hanging out for a month. I, mm-hmm. I wouldn't even call it like dating. I suppose that's kind of a short period of time. But we were hanging out like five out of seven days a week. I mean, Whoa. you're dating. You're dating. Yeah. And Good for you, waiting for a month. To have yeah, sex, damn. Though. Right? I got to take, take note. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just think also guys don't open up that soon. Yeah. You know, I've had mm-hmm. I've had guys tell me some – weird shit like two or three months in you know what mm-hmm. I mean and you're like oh okay mm-hmm. would have been nice to it know is, there are things mm-hmm. I feel like that <laughs> with online dating or me just meeting someone you need to cover off in the first two to three dates if you're a dude or girl if For you were sure. engaged if totally. you have a child if you're a Trump supporter that kind of thing <laughs> if you've had <laughs> if you've been like maybe sick yeah 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe something, yeah. a part of your like health history that would maybe affect your performance of bed or affect maybe oh your sleep. God. I don't you can't know. tell him on the third day you don't get hard. No, no but <laughs> hey, I'm girl. saying, what problems. if he had like testicular cancer? Oh, hell yeah. You know, I have a friend who is, mm-hmm. it, yeah, he has one ball. Really? What's but it's name? like something you kind of have to address. Mm-hmm. They're fucking in love. I love them so much. Like, he has a girlfriend? No, my friend My friend has a girl and her her soulmate. And he's amazing. Has one ball? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. It's 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 doesn't it's not even an issue. 100%. But the fact that he kind of put it out need there, to. I don't need to. Yeah, it's like it's kind of a it brings you closer. And they, I think some guys are like, I don't want to put it out there. She's gonna mm. think it's this. It's too much. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, you bring us in some most of the time mm-hmm. when you are vulnerable and kind of lay some life facts mm-hmm. out there for us. And we're like, wow, totally, totally. Because yeah, females respond more to that like emotional yeah. connection and feeling like we have, you know that with them Mm -hmm. over anything physical of course that's necessary and a huge bonus but yeah 100% I don't want you to not want to online date though because of this but it is true like there should be books written about crazy things that are happen with online dating. there will be there there already be uh, yeah like it's It's you know what is have you had just as a fun light side note have you had any um dating experiences with the apps that have been like just little funny and wacky like one timers that you're just like okay no, like no one died in them yeah yeah I, yeah <laughs> <laughs> let's leave out the, yeah. more, the mortality yeah. um my so i've only been out on like a handful of bumble dates and i only started doing it this year i just got back into dating after a long term relationship mm. that ended it was whatever rugged so um I think, like, the only guy that I haven't then seen after gone on a second, third, whatever amount of dates is the first guy that I ever met. It was like, okay, you're cool, but Mm -hmm. that's not happening. You just kind of knew, right? Did you go through the entire date and you didn't leave early? No, not at all. Especially because he, like, rebooked a flight to keep his promise that we'd go on this date, which I thought was nuts. Like someone in his family died. Oh my God, you guys. <laughs> Wait, what? Jeez, <laughs> come on. You said no death. Yeah, put so... that together. <laughs> Let's put that together. Oh, everyone's dying. It like happened the day that we were supposed to go on the date. And so he texted me and he's like, hey, like I have to fly back home, this and that. I'm like, go, like go do that. 100%. We will reschedule. And he was like, no, I'm a man of my word. I'm like, but your aunt just died like go home i don't yeah. man of my word you at brick and mortar for like fucking mac and cheese like go oh home. shut up is that where you went <sighs> yeah oh my god i don't <laughs> mind brick and mortar but i don't mind it it is like a, no, it's love a it. typical spot i feel like yeah. if you were going on an online date because it's like not too mm-hmm. oh that's oh, not too many funny. frills <laughs> you know so, yeah i mean i felt bad for this guy but honestly whatever like he pushed his flight back and he's like no we're going and i'll just go to lax right after he's like okay okay mm-hmm. i'm not gonna argue with you but i'm also, also not gonna sleep with you yeah so. like, do you think yeah. we're gonna get like a <laughs> no, no. <laughs> we will also not be going on a second day a funeral that's for later <laughs> so yeah i don't know other than that though it's like i've dated guys from the app after you know we have first date and then we go on a few more and then mm. it's like okay this is working let's see what happens and then it falls apart 
you know. Falls apart or does it like fall off? Do they stop? Mm -hmm. Like like ghosting situations Mm -hmm. are more just like it fizzles and you don't reach out or they don't reach out and it you just don't put in the effort. I I haven't been technically ghosted. Okay. Go girl. So that's amazing. So you're I don't know how. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Um, Yeah. But a guy fell off the handle after like we had slept together. I mean, mm-hmm. I guess I'm just going to say it, yeah. let's be honest. Yeah. And I don't know. I think he was just in it for that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I had my doubts about it before, but he was so hot. I was like, whatever. Totally. Just like go on dates and then yeah. we'll bang it out and that'll be that. I but that. I didn't think he would just disappear after that. I mean, he gave me some <laughs> kind of bullshit explanation, but what guy doesn't? They're like, oh, I'm so busy with work. Yeah, like, right. Cool. Me fucking too. Literally, Bye. like Whatever they don't. They don't realize that we've also said the same shit. Yeah, we to invented guys. that shit. Yes. So don't try to pull don't it. Try busy with work. I, you know when you get the when you're like kind of into it, and I've said this before, but I can't be what you need. Oh yeah. Yeah. I can't <laughs> be what you need like, right now, and you're like, uh, we've been on one date. Do you know what I need? Did you ask me? And all I really want is some good, good loving on a Friday night. Yeah. Because I'm busy the rest of the time. I want someone to stay in with me on Fridays. (laughs) I actually one time called a guy out on like lessening his text communication or communication in general like it is it was on real strong for the first few weeks mm-hmm. and kind of dissipated so I was like I'm really over these dating shenanigans I don't want to play games I just want to know what's up and if it feels great for both of us like let's move forward it's mm-hmm. not cool let's call it what it is so I just straight up called him out and he was so defensive <laughs> and he's like no I really am so busy with work it's my main focus I'm like then stop getting on things like Bumble or Tinder or whatever mm-hmm, the hell mm-hmm. you're on and leave us the fuck alone yeah. I don't want to meet your hot face and your hot body and then not get to like hang <laughs> oh out with God. you preach like, you so God. Much. Okay. Girl, like, get married <laughs> take your, your hot then. face away yeah come yeah. on <laughs> you're real you're fucking teasing me that is fucking amazing. <laughs> that is the truth, girl, man. That is the truth. I feel like it's a ch- interesting, as a last point, I feel like it's an interesting shift, too. Like, you said you were in a long-term relationship. To move from that to being back in the world of online and app dating, girl, like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's like zero effort to 100% effort and 100% like having questions. It's job. It is. And 100% yes. thinking about what are they thinking, what should I do, like, da da you know, just so many questions. It's... It's annoying, but it's all part of the process. And I guess you just got to – I always think about it. It's like you have funny-ass stories when you fucking online date, dude. Yeah. You have funny-ass interesting <laughs> stories, and, like, I want to hear every story you have. Totally. Like, I, you have I have to nothing like, to say, and you have everything to say. Find the fun in it. Uh-huh. You yeah, know? girl. Because eventually – You dated a murderer. It. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking crazy. <laughs> eventually – we're going to find our person and, like, that's that. Like, yeah. and all of these situations and weird fucking people just like, are just yeah, kind whatever. of, like, in preparation. Yeah. Entertaining you until then. Completely. I mean, that's what I'm hoping for. It is highly entertaining. I'll give them that. Seriously. I can't wait to hang out. I know. We, if you're available yeah. at 5 p.m. today, I don't know if you, you like, want to cycle. You can come and ride as my guest if you're free. 
We're all going to be there. Um, I need to take your class so hard, and I haven't been to Seoul in months, which makes me very depressed. So I will I would, be doing that. I would love that. So, I can't tonight. Okay, I want to do it Friday. Okay, whenever you want, you let me know. Yeah, we'll go together. I will go. That'd be fun. Yes. All right, sister. And we'll get my sister to go with us. Yes. yes I told please. her. I was like, we have to do a... Love this. This was uh-huh. like, honestly, <laughs> this is the shit. There'll be no better questions than this. Yeah. Murder. People are going to freak, freak out. Like, yeah, this is the murder sex. mystery episode. Yeah, this was murder and mystery and sex. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> Listen, you rock, girl. Oh, thanks so much. You're the best. We love you. Thank you. Guys. We will see you really so soon. Yeah. yeah, please let me know when you want to come and we'll uh, set up a date ride. We'll do that. My sister. Definitely will. Have a great Sunday. Thanks, guys. Bye. You too. Bye. Bye. 